There are people today who are blessed because somebody else opened the door for them. And if you have loved ones who you want the power of God to reach, stay tuned. My name is Felicia Goings, and I want to welcome you back to WordCast, where I get to bring you one positive word each week to help you win every day. Our word focus for this week is doors. Our anchor scripture, Revelation chapter 3, verse 7 in the Good News translation says, When he, God, opens a door, no one can close it. And when he closes a door, no one can open it. Yesterday, we talked about how to close doors on things in our own life. And I told you that in today's episode, we would look at how to help those we love. There are some people who have an open door for the enemy in their life and they don't know it or they know it and they don't understand how to be free from it and live the best life that God has made available. But God has a remedy in his word. He cares about who we care about. Our relationships with people and loved ones are extremely important to heaven. And if you've ever felt like you've tried to reach someone, you've tried to tell them the right thing, and it just seemed like you were faced with a closed door. The door was shut in your face by this person, by this loved one. And you might be the person on earth who loves this individual the most. Y'all, Satan wants to lead people astray, but God has not left us without weapons and instructions in his word on how to get those people back. Back where, somebody may say, back home in fellowship with God. And see, when people align themselves with God properly, their vertical relationship, their horizontal relationships will begin to line up more properly as well. Many relationship issues, no matter the relationship, can be linked to a person not adhering to the ways of God and the ways of love. And so God will open doors of favor and opportunity for you, but he will also open doors of favor and opportunity for your loved ones, too, if you believe. And today, Holy Spirit is going to help us become more skillful at cooperating with God and his word for the benefit of others. So if you have a child, a friend, a spouse, or any person that you love who's maybe wayward or gone astray or whatever you want to call it, and you know they need to be reached by God or his power, or you know they just need to be brought into better understanding in certain areas of their life, don't give up if you feel like you've already tried but you failed and the door was closed in your face by them. God has another way. See, we may not know the fullness of what a person is going through or what a person has been through, but God knows. And he wants to open doors of favor that causes your loved one's life to be better, that causes your life with them to be better. Doors of favor that causes marriages to be made whole in Jesus. A door that causes people who are not saved yet to get saved. And there is a three-step strategy outlined in scripture that with help of Holy Spirit, I will share today. Some time ago during the week where we talked about living on offense, I shared how God taught me how to use my authority in situations where a person where I was working was allowing themselves to be influenced by Satan to operate against me and the will of God. I did what God told me to do privately. It took only a few moments to release my authority out of my mouth. And a couple of days later, that person ended up getting fired and removed from their position. Now, I did not pray for them to be fired. I released my authority for God's will and them being let go actually ended up working out well for them and others. I was able to carry out the plan and will of God that I was supposed to with my team. And that individual was able to go on and do the work that God was calling them to in that season. 
But today, we're not just going to focus on adversarial relationships with people that we barely know. We are looking at what God's word says about reaching those we love and have a close or familiar relationship with also. Five or six years ago, I was working on an assignment with someone who was a very close friend. The assignment was God-given for sure, and the stakes were high pretty much every day. But I felt like at some point they were doing things that was not pleasing to God anymore, but was more so pleasing to people. And it was causing friction between us. And I was getting super frustrated because I felt like I was trying to talk to the person, but I wasn't being heard and we just weren't on the same page anymore. I remember heading home one day after trying to reach this person, uh, this close friend, yet again, unsuccessfully. And I called my Auntie Renee to talk to her. And I explained everything. And and my Auntie Renee is is a great source of wisdom. I thank God for her being in my life, as well as all all of my close family and friends. I explained everything to her. And I just poured my heart out to her because it was really bothering me that me and my friend had this God ordained opportunity. But it seemed like they were more focused on people pleasing instead of God and it was like really having an effect on our relationship and especially like being rejected when God would speak wisdom to me and I would try to share like hey I think I think we would be more effective or we would win if you know we would try this and it would just be like a closed door in my face which was really surprising because this is a really close relationship My auntie Renee listened to me very sweetly, very patiently. And once I finished telling her, lamenting everything in my heart, my auntie Renee said something so simple. She said, Alicia, you might not be that person's laborer. So you have to pray that God would send laborers to reach them. Now, in this present moment, I know how profound and life changing that wisdom was that Auntie Renee shared. But at the time when she said it five or six years ago, I was a little bit hurt because I was like, I'm supposed to be one of their closest friends. How can I not be the one to reach them? Well, I ended up taking the wisdom Auntie Renee shared with me and implementing it. And I started seeing changes in that person in a matter of days. I stopped trying to share what Holy Spirit was telling me was right. And I just worked on a winning strategy to benefit them, not to get what I wanted, but to help them understand what God wanted for them. It wasn't God's will for me to just give up and quit the assignment because my friend and I weren't on the same page at the time. It was God's will for me to walk in love with them, for me to be more understanding of the pressure that they may have been under and petition God on their behalf. So God has given me insight, sparked by my conversation with Auntie Renee, but built upon what the word says. So I'm about to share a winning strategy. It's a three-step strategy that can absolutely get rid of the devil operating against people you love or any devil influencing and using the people that you hold dear. This strategy can be used for soul winning, but it can also be used, like in my case, for a person who's already saved. They're just not tending to the things of God or they have blind spots and they're missing something spiritually. This strategy will absolutely cause you to witness God transforming people and relationships relationships for the better right before your eyes. See, the enemy hates unity and love amongst family and friends, and he will aim to find an open door to enter in and destroy some of God's best relationships. But I declare that we close the door on the enemy in this area today, and we open the door wide for our loved ones to be effectively reached and the power of God to be released on their behalf. Now, as we get into this three-part strategy, I need you guys to stay with me because I'm going to be reading multiple scriptures to confirm this. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 8 says, 
says, the one who plants and the one who waters works together with the same purpose and both will be rewarded for their own hard work. Verse nine, for we are both God's workers and you are God's field. You are God's building. Now back up to verse seven, but neither he who plants is anything nor he who waters, but it is God who brings the increase. Y'all, the first step in this strategy starts with planting a seed. Every harvest, whether it's financially, the harvest of a soul, the harvest of right relationships, it starts with a seed. Every harvest starts with a seed. Matthew chapter nine, verse 37, Jesus said to his disciples, the harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Verse 38, so pray to the Lord who is in charge of the harvest. Ask him to send more laborers into his field. We see that it is scriptural to ask God to send his laborers across the path of our loved ones to reach them. And it says God is in charge of the harvest. Well, you all, we are in charge of planting the seed. So number one, you plant the seed and ask God to send laborers. Somebody might be thinking, what do you mean by seed? Beloved, your words are seeds. When we experience issues and challenges in a relationship, if we are not careful, we'll use our mouth to complain instead of planting the word of God in the situation. And I know it's not always easy, especially when your emotions and stuff are involved. And I've definitely uh, complained before and had to repent, but it is worth it to be careful about what comes out of your mouth. Mark chapter four, verse 14 says in regards to a parable that Jesus shared, the farmer plants seed by taking God's word to other people. So number one, you plant the seed of the word in this scenario. You plant the seed of the word in prayer, in private with God. And you ask God to send laborers across the path of your loved ones. See, those laborers that God will send may end up saying the same thing you were telling them, but they may say it in a different way. So you pray the word of God over your loved one in private. Then you say, God, I ask that you send as many laborers as it takes to reach this person. Now, remember, you might not be the laborer. And you have to be okay with that. But if you are the planter and you don't plant a seed in the spirit realm, nothing gets done because there is no harvest without a seed. So don't worry about it if it's your best friend or your child or your spouse and you feel like you should be the one that is their laborer. Maybe you are the planter where it all starts. So you, number one, plant the seed of the word in prayer, in private with God, and you ask God to send laborers across the path of your loved one. Number two, you water the seed. After you plant the seed, you water the seed. Step number two in this winning strategy is where the devil fights you the most. After the seed has been planted, he wants to steal it. He wants to uproot it. He wants to destroy it. So Mark chapter four, verse 14 says the farmer plants the seed by taking God's word to others. But then in verse 15, it says Satan comes at once to take the word. So we plant in prayer and we ask God to send laborers. They'll take our words that we spoke in prayer. Those laborers will take those words to our loved ones across their path. And we see good results and changes happening. Then we hit a moment where we get discouraged because it seems like the change is short lived or what we're doing isn't working anymore. 
Y'all, the word works. There's an enemy on the other side trying to uproot what you planted. That's why in step number two, you must water the seed and keep it planted in the ground. Somebody might be thinking, even after you water a seed, it might be uprooted. No, 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 no. In this winning strategy, you're not watering the seed with regular stuff. You're watering the seed with praise and worship because according to Psalm chapter eight, verse two, praise steals the enemy. He can't move forward to uproot that seed you planted in the spirit on your loved one's behalf when you are watering that seed with praise because it makes the enemy be still. He can't go any further. When you praise and worship God truly the way the Bible says to praise and worship, the enemy is trying to get as far away from you as possible. And I got a revelation last night that I didn't even realize I would be sharing in the episode for today. God said, your worship is a war cry. I looked up the definition of war cry and it is defined as a call made to rally soldiers for battle. The stuff going on in our life with loved ones and people we're supposed to be in relationship with, whether it's family, God-ordained friends, or business partners, it is a spiritual battle. But when we worship, angels are rallied for battle and they fight on our behalf. They hear our war cry and they fight. Satan wants to uproot what has been planted by God. He wants to uproot the seeds of God's word that came out of your mouth on your loved one's behalf. That's why we have to be our loved one's advocate because the angels of the Lord hear the words that come out of our mouth also and they only respond to what lines up with what God's word says. So you gotta be your loved one's cheerleader if you want Satan to turn them loose. You can't be an enemy to them also. So we're not to complain or badmouth them or feel discouraged by what's going on. We're working on something. We're working on something spiritual in private with God, and we know God never loses. So you're planting seeds and watering them. That's the first two parts of your preparation for God to open the door and bring the harvest concerning your loved ones. I don't care if you believe in God for their salvation or for them to find their purpose or for y'all to get along better in the relationship. This winning strategy works. It's one that you work in private. And according to Matthew chapter six, verse four, it says your father, God, who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. Hallelujah. I needed this wordcast episode today for myself, y'all. So be encouraged and in expectation for what God is about to do. So number one, you plant the seed of the word in prayer and you ask God to send laborers across the path of your loved one. Number two, you water the seed with praise and worship to God. Speak praise and worship out of your mouth for what God is doing in your loved one's life. Even if you don't see any changes yet, even when you have negative thoughts about them, don't complain. Just speak praise and worship out of your mouth to God. This is a vital step. It's simple, but it's the one that will keep the enemy from uprooting your seed and you got to be consistent with it. Now we have one more step to cover in this winning strategy, but I am out of time. So you're going to have to come back tomorrow and tune in because the strategy is not complete without step number three. Somebody might say, why can't you just give it to us now? See, we're not just supposed to take the word in. We're supposed to apply what we hear. So I'm going to give you some time today to go ahead and act on steps one and two. Go ahead and plant some seed in the ground through prayer on behalf of your loved one. Then water those seeds with praise and worship and then come back tomorrow. And with the help of Holy Spirit, receive step number three and it will bring you all the way through. I am telling you when we are done with this episode, I am going to plant some 
some seeds and water them with praise and worship. And I encourage you to do the same until we meet back here again tomorrow. This will work for us now in this present season of life, just as it has worked for many in the past. And y'all, that's my time. I have given you step number one in this winning strategy on how to reach your loved ones, how God can open doors of favor and opportunity, even in relationships. And number one is you plant the seed. The word is the seed. You plant the seed, the word of God through prayer. And you ask God to send as many laborers as it takes across your loved one's path. Then step number two, you water the seed planted through praise and worship. Thank you guys so much for joining me. Come back tomorrow for that final step in this winning strategy. Now say these decrees after me like they can change your life because I certainly believe that they will. God is opening great doors of favor for me. Nothing can stop the good that God wants to do in my life. God is opening great doors of favor for me this week. So I shut the door on the work of the enemy. I receive God's best in every area of my life. God is opening great doors of favor for me. And nothing can stop my good opportunities. God is opening great doors of favor for me. My name is Felicia Goins. Thank you for joining me on WordCast all this week, Monday through Friday. These particular episodes are going to be game changers. So tune in all week and remember, one positive word can change your life and cause you to win every day.